the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today, your first day listening to Faith Talk Live? That's one in a row. You should be proud of yourself. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Hey there, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. If you're watching Facebook Live or YouTube Live, there on the screen is Dr. Owen Strand. He's got a book out called Christianity and Wokeness, How the Social Justice Movement is Hijacking the Gospel. Doc, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. Great to have you on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking beforehand, and uh, okay, just right off the top now, I mean, you've, you, you're you from Maine. We got to have you do the accent like you did before we get into the serious stuff, so go ahead. It's wicked good, dear. It's a wicked good day. <laughs> Some, uh, summer's been a bomb burner. <laughs> do you like to eat chowder? Oh, I love some chowder. Get some lobster off the dock. Get it, get it tonight for dinner. We'll, we'll, have a big, we'll have a big clam bake tonight, dear, with the lobster. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about you. Then we'll get into the uh, book. You mentioned that uh, you are now in Conway, Arkansas. What are you doing there? And uh, those books behind you, very impressive. <laughs> read every single one of them. Didn't I read them all. Right. Read them all. <laughs> I've even uh, I've even written that one. So so all I got right. one. I got one out there. Um, when I'm not doing Variety Hour and doing accents on Variety Hour, <laughs> I am I'm a provost of a seminary, kind of a small fledgling but growing seminary called Grace Bible Theological Seminary. It's a Baptist school in uh, in Conway, Arkansas. Just moved here this summer, so um, I help run the school and teach theology here, systematic theology. And uh, in terms of personal information, I'm married to my lovely wife, Bethany, and we have three kids. And um, yeah, I I enjoy basketball, or at least I did until I've had a couple injuries. Mm. And um, and uh, so now I'm no longer youthful. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to being old, Doc. Yep. My youth has faded. Yeah. Now you have uh, uh, obviously you've got a new year, uh, right? With the students coming in, are you doing online as well? Uh, what What's the attendance like uh, since we're kind of wrestling with COVID, et cetera? Yeah, we are on campus and in person. Praise God for that. Arkansas yeah. is one of the more sane and sensible states out there, as you would expect. <laughs> um, by which I mean, it has not completely lost its ever-loving mind, unlike yeah. many states. Oh, so. Yeah. Um, these are the new standards, right? Yep. Um, but in all seriousness, we have a whole bunch of students uh, per our metrics anyway, about 20 students on campus. A lot of them are uh, members of Grace Bible Church, the church where I'm a member or will be a member very soon as well. And uh, then we have probably 15 to 20 students on Zoom. And so we have students from all over uh, America, and I'm guessing that it will be international soon on Zoom. I'm very much an advocate of traditional education. I, I like to know my students in person, meet them, yeah. of course, uh, hopefully play some small part in their discipleship, God willing. But we do recognize that technology has um, flattened the world and uh, students can get education and stay in their pastorate or their work. And so we've tried to accommodate that as well. And we're just, man, we're thrilled. It's a great time to have a seminary that is taking a stand for the doctrine of the word of God. Uh, against wokeness, against other ideologies, a, a church that wants to gather and is going to gather, even when many churches are not doing that today. So I'm thrilled to be here in Arkansas, though I'm, as I said, I'm from Maine. 
I'm from Maine. So here we are, baby. <laughs> so, Owen, what got you interested in uh, in education uh, and specifically biblical education? Have you always been one who liked to study and get into the books and everything and and teach others? What I enjoyed growing up was uh, conniving ways to play pickup basketball, mostly and <laughs> acting and and, you know, trying to catch the attention of young ladies. But, hey, I'm ref- I'm a reformed man now, not, not catching anybody's attention uh, except my wife on occasion. And so I um, I uh, oh, boy, I is this public? Um, <laughs> well, you know, it is now. <laughs> You're very, very funny. Can we make this private? Um, (laughs) So, wow, lost the thread. I I have always loved learning, though, in all seriousness. I grew up in a small 50-person Baptist church in coastal Maine, so it wasn't high-flown in that sense. You know, the pastor didn't wear his learning on his sleeve or something like that, but the the exegesis of the Bible was was rich uh, growing up, and that had an effect for me, and it made me hungry for more. And so I went to a small college in Maine called Bowdoin College. It was a tough academically tough school. And that further shaped me. And uh, I, I I don't know, I just had a heart after I trained under Al Mohler, the theologian uh, at Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, if you're going to train under somebody, he's a good one to train under. I mean, he's a smart dude. <laughs> he's a smart dude. And he gave me a, a lens, a prism into um, Christian worldview thinking from a rich theological foundation. And, and from that, I got exhilarated by it. He was taking the headlines and thinking about them theologically and spiritually. And mm-hmm. I've basically, long story short, for almost the last 20 years, been doing something very similar. And I see, last thing I'll say quickly is I see a very strong connection between how you think and how you live. A lot of times we say, oh, the way you think doesn't really matter. That That's uh, for its own uh, benefit, but it's not true. The way you think shapes the way you live. And so mm. I pray I can be a tiny part of helping Christians think well in order to live well and glorify God in this fallen world. Good stuff. Dr. Strand uh, has a uh, great book, Christianity and Wokeness, How social du- uh, the Social Justice Movement is Hijacking the Gospel. Well, way to set that up because we're going to seg- segue right into it. Let's talk about the book. Oh, well, why did you write the book and what is it all about? I wrote this book because the ideology that I call wokeness, even there in the title, uh, is imperial. It's advancing all throughout our culture. Uh, it's on ESPN. It's at school boards. Uh, it's it's on the websites that we all frequent. And yet nobody really seems to know what it is. And and very few Christians in particular, that's who I'm trying to serve, seem to to know at all what to say about it. So a lot of us are vaguely uneasy, especially in the last few years. Now there's starting to be some more clarity as time goes on and more books come out. Vodie Bauckham's book, Fault Lines and some other stuff. Mm. But for, for the last three to five years, guys, a lot of people in the broader society and a lot of Christians in the church have had no sense of of this broader movement coming into the church and coming into society. And so wokeness is really when you wake up to the nature of systemic racism in America. That's basically the shorthand definition I use in this book, Christianity and Wokeness, to define wokeness, because that's, that's of course, what people are going to ask. Are you just using that term as a club? Does that mean anybody who doesn't agree with you politically or something? No, it has a formal definition, and it means basically that you divide up the world into those who are the oppressor class and those who are the oppressed. Those are Marxist categories. They really are found there in Marx. You go back 150 years ago to the Communist Manifesto. Marx and Engels wrote it. Actually, Engels really did the work, but Marx got the branding. And uh, they talk about, in economic terms, how the rich oppress the poor, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's being applied today by neo-Marxists to say white people 
basically oppress people of color. Mm. And there's a lot to say there. America has a tangled racial history, which is part of why this movement is advancing. Uh, but fundamentally, as I say in the book, you must not embrace these concepts. This is not sound thinking. Don't go woke. And but sadly, as you said, it's everywhere. I just saw a story today about I, I don't name names, but a, a certain company, a well-known company that has made that part of their training is mm. I mean, they're not calling it woke training, but basically that's that's what it is, is you have to see that there is an oppressor class and you have to identify, are you an oppressor or are you oppressed? Mm-hmm. And, and that's just sad and disturbing. It is sad and disturbing. Absolutely. Our kids are being educated in this at the local level. We now have numerous viral moments from fathers and mothers, brave, brave American citizens who go to these school boards for these hearings and they testify to the fact that they do not want their children. Imagine this uh, to divide up humanity in terms of skin color. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the strangest thing. Guys, supposedly the movement that is anti-racist, this woke stuff, critical race theory, intersectionality, they they all merge. They all work together. This is anti-racism. We're told Ibram X. Kendi, for example, professor at Boston University, the leading prophet of wokeness in America, has branded all of this anti-racism. Very shrewd branding, I might add. And yet what he actually is selling is neo-racism. It's Mm. new racism. It's, It's just not judging black people or people of color. Uh, in an evil way. It's judging white people in an evil way. And yet it's mainstream. It's mm. fine. Uh, you, you have uh, you have LinkedIn training sessions that Coca-Cola employees, for example, had to take not far from you guys, probably in, in certain forms yep. where they were told literally to be less white, mm-hmm. to be less white. Um, I don't know about you, but that's hard. I mean, I can turn the light off in here. <laughs> but uh, how do I be less white? But th- this is guys, this isn't a joke. You know, yeah. this is this is real. Yeah. And it's having real effects. Doc Strand talking about his book, Christianity and Wokeness, how the social justice movement is hijacking the gospel and the way to stop it. How do we stop it? How do we stop it? We stand on the truth. We believe the gospel. And as Christians, as God moves in our hearts, we join local churches that are anchored in the gospel and that teach you this revolutionary idea that you don't divide in terms of skin color. Your identity is not first and foremost, even about your background important as your background is, much as God has sovereignly planned your background and taken you right to this minute in your life. Uh, But fundamentally, what's most important about you as a Christian is your faith in Christ, your God-given faith in Christ. And that's what Paul talks about in Ephesians 2, 11 to 22. He talks about how you've got these two warring peoples, right? You've got Jews and Gentiles. If you want some conflict in historical terms, the Jew-Gentile conflict of 2,000 years ago and throughout history is a very serious conflict. And what Paul is saying to Christians in Ephesus is, actually, guys, those differences, those real hostilities, uh, the, the pain that you can remember through your family history, you know, from what people on the other side have done to your people in the past, it doesn't matter anymore. It, it, it's not that it's of, of no account uh, in terms of, you know, it doesn't matter what people do. But that is not your identity. Your identity is now in Jesus Christ. And so what this means practically is if somebody is a Christian, if they are born again, if they have faith in Jesus Christ and Christ alone as their Savior, as their Lord, that's your brother. That's your sister. There's not separate families under the umbrella organization Christian uh, based on skin color, based on background, based on ethnicity, based on where you're from. We sometimes sinfully divide in those ways, mm. um, but that's that's not right. Fundamentally, we are Christians and we are members of the family of God through faith in Christ. 
And I, and I love how you uh, allude to in your book, we have to get back to the fact that we are made in imago dei. We are made in the image of God. We are not made separately. We are made in his image. And how have we gotten so far away from that truth? It's, mm-hmm. It baffles me. Yeah. Wokeness basically denies that we are one human race, at least in practical form. What it emphasizes is how different we are and how let's not think about the church for a minute, but in society uh, across nations or countries, we can't come together. Even within this country, we can't come together. If you're a white person, you're part of the oppressor class. You have a history. Do you have a history of people in your in your past that did terrible things that owned slaves or something like this? Or, you know, there's some kind of tangled relationship there. Well, guess what? That's not just your history. That's your present. That's your identity. You can't overcome that. You white people collectively, even if you don't have that in your family tree, you're never going to overcome that. Mm. That's who you are. You not only have connections to the oppressor class, you are the oppressor class. And I want to say there's real sin in our American past. There's things to learn from. Uh, In biblical terms, there's things that we grieve. Absolutely. But this stuff is bonkers. This Mm. is not the truth. I pray that anybody listening to this, you guys have a big show. I pray people will hear this afresh. Mm. You are not your past. You are not what your ancestors did. Uh, and furthermore, that's true in natural terms, in spiritual terms. If you have come to faith in Jesus Christ, or if you will come to faith in Christ today, you are you are made new. You are not defined by your sin. You are defined by Christ. Yeah. Uh, all this wokeness wants to uh, wave its hands at and defeat, but we won't let it. So well said. Doc Strand there. Uh, the book is called Christianity and Wokeness, How the Social Justice Movement is Hijacking the Gospel and uh, the Way to Stop It. We've got to go to a break, Doc. Would love, 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 love to talk to you again. And we've got so much that we'd like to talk to you about. So pick up the book uh, there. Dan has put up the uh, Twitter and the Instagram. Doc, let's catch up somewhere around November if you're up for it. So uh, uh, love this. And Dan, he said we have a really big show. That's uh, coming from him. That's high praise, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 